Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the fourth episode of the TV show Shrinking. The show is created by Bill Lawrence, Jason Segel, and Brett Goldstein. This episode's title is Potatoes, written by Rachana Fragbaman, directed by James Ponsalt. The episode opens with Jim in his patio trying to call Grace, but it goes straight to voicemail. Since Jim learned that Grace has returned to her abusive husband, Grace has been avoiding Jim. Derek pees in the potted flowers as he complains about how Liz hogs the bathroom in the morning. Liz walks up to her patio and inquires with Derek if Jim appeared mad at her. In Jim's kitchen, Liz brings apology bagels for him. Jim's upset but not furious though he accuses Liz of fucking him. He's hoping Paul won't stay mad at him. In the middle of the street, Paul speaks to his daughter over the phone. Gabby checks with Paul if the sweetheart he's referring to is hot. Because Gabby is recently divorced, she's thinking of trying new things. With the hot comment, Gabby just wanted to make Paul uncomfortable. Paul and Gabby sing along to the song Every Morning by Sugar Ray as they drive to the office in Gabby's car. At home, Sean, Jim, and Alice have breakfast as the song continues. Jim leaves for work and Sean accompanies him for the therapy session. At the office, Sean wonders why they had to come all the way to the office for the therapy session. Jim replies, "Sean, my notebook is here." The title sequence begins. Sean is in a happy place, so he doesn't want to dig deeper into talking about his time in Afghanistan. He doesn't want to fuck with the state of his happiness, and he wonders why Jim would want to fuck with that. Jim's response is, "That's my job, dude. I got a degree in fucking with that from the University of All Up in Your Business." Sean is not ready. Outside Jim's cabin, Gabby confesses how Sean was referred to her, but she referred him to Jim. She thought they would be able to help each other out. In the office kitchen, Gabby is surprised to see Paul arranging his farm produce in the refrigerator. He received some extra potatoes. Well, I would never mind some extra potatoes. I think my farm box will include a lot of potatoes. Toss them over to me, Paul. I love me some potatoes. I feel potato is a magical and versatile food item. People look at potatoes and go, "Ew, carbs." And I'm like, if love had a vegetable form, it would be potatoes. I have immense love for them. If you dice them and pair them with any other veggie, at least I won't go hungry. You julienne them and fry them and voila, french fries. If you slice them thin and fry wafers, you boil them and mash them and add a little butter, salt, pepper and fresh cream. Oh my god, mashed potatoes. Delicious and heavenly. Tastes great with a side of grilled chicken. Potatoes go with every food item because they are not insecure. People should be like potatoes. lovable and spreading joy every step of the way. Gabby asks Paul, "Are you a secret chef? Do you cook here? Can you teach me?" 
Jim walks into the office kitchen, asks Paul to toss the potatoes at him and discusses Sean's case. Jim's worried that Sean might not open up about his PTSD. Paul furiously buzzes at Jim and comments, Never. Paul doesn't care about Jim or what he does with the potatoes. Jim bites into a raw potato like an apple passive-aggressively. Jason Siegel is so committed to the bit of biting into a raw potato like an apple. Brian, played by Michael Urie, arrives at the office. Paul spots him and wonders what he's doing here. Brian revised Paul's estate plan and had to come because Paul hadn't returned his email, calls or text. Nothing is going Brian's way. What is happening? Given Paul's diagnosis, Brian wants Paul's daughter to sign his medical power of attorney. Paul hasn't shared about his Parkinson's condition with his daughter. Paul and his wife were separated when Meg was little and they drifted because he couldn't keep in touch. Michael Yuri shines again in the two scenes he appears. He is so pleasant to watch on screen. Outside the house, Alice is playing with the basketball. Liz joins and informs her about Connor and that he's visiting from college. Gabby walks out and reminds Liz that it's the same basketball she got Alice the last time she was over. Alice can sense the tension between Liz and Gabby's weird exchange. She knows that they hate each other. At Wally's motel room, Jim meets her and she totally leans in to kiss him. Not once, but twice. Of course, Jim doesn't let her go through with it. He even tries to pretend like it is no big deal. At home, Gabby sneaks a peek into Alice's phone when Alice receives a text from Connor which reads, I'm coming home tonight. When are you free? Alice reveals that Connor is Liz's son. They used to study together and they even had sex. Gabby checks if Alice's mom had the sex talk with her. Meg arrives at the therapy center. She inquires with Jim where she can find Paul. Jim asks her to wait but she reveals she isn't his patient but his daughter. Jim exclaims Connecticut Meg to which she responds Pasadena Jim. Meg is curious to know about the bitter raw potatoes lying at Jim's table. Paul arrives at the scene and escorts his daughter away from Jim's cabin making a snarky remark at Jim. Jim arrives at home and Gabby suggests that Alice discuss the thing with Connor and give Jim a chance to be cool dad. Of course, Jim couldn't handle it. He goes to the patio and unloads on Liz about Connor taking advantage of Alice. Jim has had a terrible day and it doesn't stop there. Paul isn't talking to him so Jim can't figure how to sort his work. Jim bans Liz from his house and unforgives her if that's even a thing. He's extremely mean to her and wants her to get a life because her purpose is not in Jim's house. At the office, Paul speaks to his daughter about his ex-wife's new husband and his own ex. He wants to be more involved in his daughter's life. He doesn't reveal to her about his Parkinson's condition. At Liz's home, Connor arrives. Liz wants to pamper him with some home-cooked food, but he has plans. Jim is angry trampolining in his backyard. Sean is surprised to see Jim on a trampoline. Jim shows off his skills and reveals he's trying to work out some simmering rage. When Sean asks if he can help, Jim wants a win so bad, he pushes Sean to open up about his PTSD. 
Jim makes it all about himself. Sean shows him the finger and leaves. Liz is seated in her backyard with her rocks. Gabby inquires about Liz's rocks process. Liz explains and from the sound of it, she puts a lot of work and effort into her rocks. Gabby concludes that it's like meditating. Liz denies it, saying that it's just rocks. Gabby is here to extend an olive branch. Gabby overheard Jim unloading on Liz and Liz didn't deserve it. Liz reveals how she is cool and has an incredible playlist. She is the music supervisor of the show. Of course, she has a great playlist. She does have her own set of friends, but they live in a different time zone. She loves her husband. She stepped up to take care of Alice and yet she's the asshole? How and why? Gabby and Liz now clear their differences and plan to get drunk. Jim intimidates Connor, saying he knows what he did while trampolining from his house. At the office, Paul gives all the papers except for the medical power of attorney. Paul is in the middle of a puzzle, literally and figuratively. Brian suggests that it's better for Paul to figure out now if his daughter is going to come through for him. Nothing is going Brian's way. I don't like it. Connor apologizes to Jim for not seeking his permission. Jim assures that Connor didn't do anything wrong despite Jim not liking it much. Jim yells and apologizes to Liz. He inquires if he ever thanked Liz for everything she did for Alice and him. Of course, he didn't thank her before. He thanks her now. Gabby appreciates Jim expressing his gratitude and invites him for drinks. Gabby and Liz warn Jim about Sean because Alice is a teenager and Sean is beautiful and teenage girls are horny AF. The song Men Mano by João Selva featuring Flavia Qualio plays in the background. Gabby and Liz share their graphic and dirty and horny stories about their Sean. Jim is uncomfortable with this conversation. Jim goes straight to Sean who's watching the game. Jim apologizes to Sean for making it all about himself, like I had said. Sean suggests Jim stay over to watch the extras of the game. Over the song, I Would Die For You by Holly Humberstone, Paul changes the picture of his grandson on his desk. Liz watches her son's empty bed. Sean is fast asleep and Alice comes over to check if he's awake. Alice says, God, you're beautiful. The shot is framed in such a way that you don't realize Jim is sleeping on the couch adjacent to Sean. Alice leaves and Jim wakes up startled. He reacts with eyes wide open to what he just heard. Gabby and Liz were right. I would die for you. Darling, if you want me to, I can't wait to see what's next. I think even I need to work on an Apple show so that I can buy the new iPhone and all things Apple. People at Apple, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm right here. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix.